and he's so good at his age. So I'm excited. Speaking of Jason Tatum, uh, before <clears throat> I just, I just, he got a new haircut. Can I see it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see your reaction. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh my God! And we're recording. How are you, Yaroslav? I'm this great. Is, this is the daily. The daily. Did I just say the daily show? No, this is the double team. This is the double team with Giovanni and Yaroslav. I was watching a John Stewart clip last night. That's why I said the Daily Show. Uh, yeah, welcome, guys. Or no, you're supposed to go ahead. You say it. You already said it. Oh no. No, the tagline. What you love to say. No, it's your turn. Is it my turn? Yes. All right. Well, shut up then. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. In your face. And we're back, baby. That's what you wanted me to say? Yeah. You know what I always loved? My voice reminded me of it just now. Was when the, the 90s Bulls would get together before the game. And they would do the, um, what time is it? Game time. And just like, dude, if I were in that huddle, I would like, I, it would get me a little bit aroused. It's, every always, single time. it's always so crazy to me about how like some of the things people did in the 90s, like like sports that are viewed as like so, if you were to say them today, they were they would be viewed as like super cringy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the um, what I said in the beginning, the yes, 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 in your face. That was uh, Tim Hardaway talking crap to Charles Barkley. I, I think it was Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if someone did that to. Imagine if Joel Embiid did that to. Uh, I don't know, like Giannis. It or depends something. on the player. You have to be charismatic. Like I could see Jimmy doing it. I could see Jimmy doing it. Maybe but he would throw no, like a Jimmy few would be very vulgar. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, like, there are some guys that could, like, they could deliver that line with enough just it would have to be, viciousness. Uh, yeah. Where it almost is like, you would think in It would have memory, to be, like, an old school veteran with, like, a that, someone that's bald with way, a you big know, the, beard. Now that uh, Vince Carter's retired, the oldest guy in the, in the NBA is... Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam. Yeah. And he yeah. looks it, too. I've been told that I'm being biased <laughs> on this podcast by my neighbor, Gabe... Shout out to Gabe. He gave me a lot of uh, great feedback and uh, some pointers on this podcast. Also, shout out to his wife, Stephanie, and our other neighbors, Sarah and Jay, who, who knows nothing about basketball, but he is willing to participate in the discussions. So shout out to them. Anyways. Oh, and I'm going I'm to get more on the topic of shout outs. I'm going to not give a shout out. And they won't even hear this. You know why? Because Timmy and Tommy, you're not real friends. That's right. I said it. You said that you would rate and review it. We haven't received. There you go. Yeah. There you go. We haven't received any reviews from any. I'm looking at the the, the usernames. I haven't seen any kind of Vietnamese Asian uh, names or anything like that. We that, saw Johnny Rapscallion. I saw Johnny Rapscallion, which is apparently Chaz. <laughs> Chaz, shout out Chaz. And Philip. Philip just put. Um, I think Philip with like eighteen thousand exclamation marks. I think that's his. It was another cat night last night, dude. Oh, what happened? Dude, the cab brought down the lamp again. Jesus. And just, I always, I always brag about my, my reflexes. Dude, this cat, I was sleeping. I heard him making a sound. This lamp started falling. I jumped out of bed and caught the lamp, like, while it was falling. And the cat Wait. was still, ha- hold on, the cat was still hanging on for dear life on the, uh, on the lampshade. <laughs> When I caught the thing, the, the, the cat was still hanging on for dear life. 
And then, so I, I saved his life. Did you jump? Was it on your side of the bed you jumped oh, yeah, out of? Or yeah. did you jump over Christine? I did not on the jump other over my fiance. Okay. <laughs> you jumped over Christine and did that. I would have been like, damn. I should have been in the Olympics if I did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would have been super cool. Anyways, uh, Yaroslav just got his first pair of Air Jordans yeah. ever. And he's in love with them. I love them. They're, they're I, very Yaroslavy. I don't blame them at all. They're the Russell Westbrook... What do they call them? Why not? Why not 2.0s? The I don't care edition. Yeah. yeah. And they look super cool. Very Russell Westbrook y. Very, no, screw Russell Westbrook. They're very Yaroslavy. Yaroslavy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, should we play the music? I guess so, yeah. That was a pretty energetic intro. Yeah, let's play the music. back baby right away we're back and we're hitting it hard <laughs> the energy is just free flowing here we're just just getting things done well the truth is what we talked about because uh, every time we played the mute whenever we play the music we stop recording then we start a new recording and in between the two recordings we usually chat for like a few minutes or whatever and what i ended up saying was i i just i had the thought of chicken def- sausage that too. We were talking about chicken sausage, yeah. but also I had the thought about the first games of the of the season, not the, of the season, but when we get back, Lakers, uh, Clippers, and all those other games, Bucks and uh, Celtics is one of them. I think so. I think so. Um, I just know I can't wait for um, obviously the Lakers, Clippers, and I can't. Yeah. Wait. Most of all, man, I can't wait for Pelicans and Grizzlies. Who would have thought I would say that at the beginning of the year? Well, it's great we get to just see them play. Yeah. You know who's been just, and they're three games apart. Yeah, that's I'm, we're going to talk about that later. But by the way, speaking of the West and three games apart and all that stuff, like the lower seeds that are comp- vying for the eighth seed, I know that we love on this podcast. We have a shared love for Damian Lillard, as does basically every NBA fan. And, and that shot, <laughs> and that shot was iconic when he waved OKC. And PG my favorite and, shot of all time. I'm going to go out and going to say that's my the best shot that I've ever seen in my life. It's a hell of a shot. But let's look at what's actually going on. OKC is number five. They're in the playoffs. Dame and the Blazers are trying to get that eighth seed. PG is on the Clippers, number two seed. Guaranteed Western Conference Finals berth. Maybe even the finals. Hopefully the finals. Oh. And, Oh, P- oh Clippers. The Clippers. Yeah, yeah, PG, yep. So everybody he waved goodbye to is in a far better position than him and his Blazers. Who actually, when we think about like how iconic that shot was, and it was, and we look at that, how like just gruesome that wave goodbye was that he gave them, how savage that was, he's actually on the losing end of that whole thing. He didn't, we like to, the, the, the narrative that's out there is that he waved that whole organization goodbye. He did. But they're, but they're better than the Blazers are now. They're number five seed. They're locked in for the for the playoffs. That, but the Blazers I don't know, are how not. I like to look at it is that whole organization, that team, that was last year's team. That team is totally different. Yeah. And this is where this yeah. is where I think you're wrong. He waved that organization that organization goodbye. They revamped their whole team. Yeah. Damian Lillard waved goodbye to that team, and they're like, 
All right. We're just going to blow it up because Damian Lillard. But ownership, like what the ownership of OKC. They revamped pretty well. But what they're doing is they're, they're looking at him like, look at us now. and Look at you now. Yeah. They won. They won. I Dude, I'm with you. Dame is charismatic as always. One of my favorite players in the league. But that so, whole uh, wave let me goodbye, ask you, let me ask I you look right at now. it differently now. I look at it differently. Let me ask you right now. Who would win right now in a playoff series? The Thunder or the Blazers? They're not going to play each other at They're all. They're not going to play each other. Yeah, you just ask like a seven-game series. Yeah. I'd uh, probably still give it to the Blazers. But that's there you go. Because Dame, Dame, is a, he's a playoff player. Who... Who are the Thunder going to play in the playoffs? But so is Chris Paul. Chris Paul, I don't know. We haven't seen Chris Paul um, go off in the playoffs in what feels like forever. Yeah. Just because he hasn't had the Thank opportunity. You, James. James Harden. Skinny James Harden. I can't wait to see that come, that guy come back. Should we get into some news? Some let's fun, please. Fun. Let's please. We have, we have a couple of uh, tidbits. Um, some fun news to share. Uh, first, I want to talk about... You actually brought this up. Joakim Noah, 35-year-old Joakim Noah, mm-hmm. signing a contract for the rest of the year with the Clippers. They originally signed him <laughs> to a 10-day contract right before the uh, the hiatus. That team he just got even deeper. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Especially with uh, the center position, they have uh, Zubats or however the hell you say his name. I think it's just Zubak. Zubox? Zubach, Zubats. Whatever. Zub- yeah, Zub- whatever. Zubat. He's very good. That's all we gotta that's all we gotta say. He's very good at his position. Yeah. But um so with the Grizzlies last year, I did not think he was that effective with the Grizzlies last year, only because I saw him like twice playing and he runs super weird. I never realized. Joking no? Yeah, he runs yeah. with like his his hands, his arms are like straight down. Yeah. And he like he, marches down the floor. He, he's, he runs like a caveman. Like yeah, a, like a Neanderthal. Yeah, it's it's very. And he I, looks remember, like one too, I remember. I so. remember. I mean, Christine uh, didn't watch basketball for part of much of her life, so she has no idea who that is. But we were uh, we were watching. It was like a Heat Grizzlies game, and uh, he had subbed in for for someone. And, and she goes, she just is it that was the we guy were silent. Caveman? No, no, was we were silent, and she just goes, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's Joe Kim Noah." She's like. That guy's super weird looking. I was like, I know. I mean, I remember my first time seeing Joe Kim Noah. But uh, anyways, uh, with the Grizzlies last year, he he was in 42 games. I think he signed halfway through the year. He was in 42 games. He averaged 16 and a half minutes, which is way more than I thought he was. Seven points a game, 5.7 rebounds that's a game, a, yeah. and two assists. For that's, 16 minutes, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, I'd love to see his... Uh, that's a good production. His, Per thirty six minute stats, yeah. But uh, so my question to you is, how much of an impact do you think Joakim Noah is going to have on the Clippers, in addition to the veteran impact that he's going to have on that team? And that's a team loaded with veterans, loaded with veterans, players who have either gone to the finals or gotten to the conference finals many times. They know what they're doing. Uh, well, when you, every anytime you talk about the Clippers, you have to talk about them in the context of the Lakers because everyone is anticipating, rightly so, because they're the number one and two seeded teams in the West, that they're going to play each other in the Western Conference Finals. So, in the context of their competition, they just lost Dwight Howard, one of their bigs, coming off the bench. Is the he Clip- not playing for sure? I mean, maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but it's looking like he isn't. I don't know. It's not for I bet sure. You he'll play. It's not for sure at this point. But There's no way. LeBron's going to be like, dude, get your ass on the court. <laughs> and Dwight's never, he got to the finals once 
And he beat, remember, he beat LeBron. Yeah. The Magic beat LeBron in that crazy yeah. series where LeBron put up insane stats. And he had that crazy game winner. Was that yeah. in that series? I think I it might have been that series, but LeBron averaged like insane numbers, like a triple double or something crazy, like 38 points per game. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the Magic still got to the finals and lost the Kobe's Lakers, whatever. So Dwight, but I don't know what we're talking about Dwight Howard. has We never, that's. Dwight's biggest criticism is that he doesn't seem like he even cares about rings. He just wants to have fun. So I don't know. Anyways, the ruling is out as to whether or not Dwight will return to the Lakers and play for them in the, in the postseason. But let's say he doesn't. Now the Lakers are down one big coming off the bench. Now the Clips are up one big coming off the bench. The Lakers' one drawback everyone knew was their lack of depth. And now the Clippers' huge positive amongst the plethora of other positives that they have was their depth. Now they just got even deeper. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. That makes a huge difference. Yeah. I don't even know who their backup center was. Um, Wouldn't it be? I, I was about to say one of the Morris guys, but they're not big enough. They're big, but they're not big enough to play <sighs> center position. Marcus Morris, I believe, is like 6'8". And yeah, I mean, Clint Capella, was pl- he's playing center for the Rockets. You know, and Dwight, uh, not Dwight, LeBron. Yeah, but Clint Capella is pretty big. Yeah. Bigger than def- Marcus Morris, definitely. Yeah. But Marcus Morris is a banger. He's a, he's a tough guy, so yeah. I think he could... Scrappy little fella. Yeah. I mean, Dwight, <laughs> not, I keep saying Dwight, LeBron has guarded centers in LeBron's 6'8". Yeah. You know, so you can get, get if a guy's big and aggressive... Oh, I'm sure Joe Kim Noah would love to uh, wait for LeBron down in the paint. Oh, my God. Maybe clap in his face again. <laughs> Man. That's going to be great playoff basketball, man. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. If they let them play playoff basketball, if they, you know, I think they will. That's something I want to talk about, too, is, like, the absence of a crowd. I hope the refs actually let them, like, get aggressive and touch each other up a bit. Yeah. Rather than let the crowd dictate certain calls or whatever. There's going to be no crowd. Yeah. And then when you talk about that in the context of certain teams, like Philly never plays well on the road, how are they going to look like in Orlando? That's a non-factor now. It's a non-factor for every team, but especially for Philly. And then there are certain teams who play better at home like the Lakers do because anytime they play the Clippers, it's a Lakers crowd that's rooting for them. Yeah. Um, so now what is that going to look like? That's crazy that home court advantage has essentially been eliminated. Well, they're, they're still are they still deciding what incentives to give the, the number one, like... I don't think – I mean, they were playing around with a couple of ideas. I don't really know if like they're going to settle. Rob Polinka was one of the guys who first brought up – he was, like, the huge, the biggest proponent of, like, we got to figure out a way to give these teams an advantage. So instead of – it's going to be something – if they do do that, it's going to be something like um, instead of a jump ball, the home the home team is going to take yeah. the ball out of bounds. I heard um, some, some ideas that maybe even, like, the, the home team would have um, – they would start the game off with the ball, and they would start the second half off with the ball, regardless of how the second. And that's a big. That's ended. a very big advantage. Huge uh, advantage, especially yeah. with you know playoff games are very competitive. Um, you know, a lot of the times it comes down to one or two possessions. So especially when we have like Clippers and Lakers and like yeah, and think like about that. it's it's so understandable why Polinka would be like really concerned because it's. Like we keep saying, and everyone keeps saying, it's going to be Lakers-Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers would have had such an extreme advantage in that Finals, regardless if it was a quote-unquote Clippers home game. It'd be a Lakers game. 
So, so the Clippers would never clipper, have the advantage. A huge Clipper advantage. Yes, especially for a guy like Kawhi. Kawhi doesn't thrive. He doesn't care about home crowds. He, d- he never has. He doesn't thrive off the crowd reaction the way certain players do. So for him, he's just a robot. He's a cyborg. He's, it's all the same to him. But for the Lakers, who kind of depend a bit on the purple and gold jerseys in the rafters, we'll so see. How, how, we'll see. how I'm looking at it right now is... Dude, the I'm Lakers, so pumped. The Go Lakers ahead. are down one with Avery Bradley, mm-hmm. and the Clippers are up one with Joe Kim Noah. Lakers Re- could th- potentially be down two dis- with Dwight, maybe. We'll see. Go ahead. Disregarding the fact that whether they, they signed J.R. Smith or whatever, they're, they're, Which they, I hope they, they, took a, they took an L by losing Avery Bradley. Yeah. I mean, no, no, not ragging on him or anything. He made a smart decision for him and his family. And yeah. uh, Anyways... Uh, second point I wanted to discuss is Rudy Gobert has still not yet fully recovered. He still has symptoms. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he's still having trouble. What do you say? He's um, having trouble. So he said, the quote, uh, the taste has returned, the taste. but the That's smell right. is still not 100%. I spoke to a specialist, and they said it can take up to one year to regain everything. Mm. So Now, um, does that rule him out from playing? If he doesn't have I, a sense of smell or taste. He's not sick i mean you don't taste the basketball you don't smell right that's what i'm saying is like it <laughs> if you're not contagious anymore then just play that's that's where i, no, would I think be at. i think he'll play but um well this uh, do you think this will affect uh players wanting to play with him or against him that brings up a good discussion when it comes to like the nba historically remember magic with the aids people were scared to play with him um, even though now, of course, we know that back then it wasn't popular or wasn't widely known that unless you have blood on blood contact or anything like that with AIDS, that's only when it's contagious. So if guys, I don't know, it's it's just the fear factor. But guys got to understand that at a certain point, Gobert is just strictly, he's not contagious anymore. Just play. Don't even think about his inability to taste or smell or whatever the hell just play i don't know that i mean this might still affect things this this is uh he's the first one to come out and say that he's still having problems after such a long time uh most of the players have actually been asymptomatic and uh why would he even say that see that's 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 where that's where i started wondering because he made it sound like it, it it was more severe than he initially said it was because he was asymptomatic and, and he was uh, dealing with it fine. But now he's still, after months, he's still struggling with this. I wonder if players are going to look at him and be like, oh, wow, this is actually a lot more serious than I thought. I don't want to get screwed for like a year yeah. with not smelling, tasting, you know, yeah. potentially affecting my family and them not having their senses 100% or even, um, you know, more... Um, or worse than that. Well, it's like, so. like I just, it makes me wonder when people don't keep their mouth shut when they should. And they just don't think about the effect that their words are going to have. Like, so like, it's no, it's no secret that I'm going to the military. I'm going to the, the Marine Corps. But um, I have a friend in Boston who wants to go in with me. And he wants to do the buddy program and all that, whatever. Um, but he was so dumb. He talked to a recruiter. He talked to a recruiter and um, he told the recruiter that in high school, years ago, this guy's like 29 years old, 
Uh, so he's just on the cutoff point for being eligible without having to get a waiver and all that. Uh, so it's already an uphill battle. You should present yourself as like having a clean record, like you're the perfect candidate. He tells the recruiter that he had knee problems in high school. Now, why would you tell the recruiter? Why? If you, you want, if you want to get into, if you want to do something, then make it as easy on yourself to do it. Why would you say that? Why? Would Gobert? Why would you say that? If you want to have a competitive atmosphere, that you want great competition, you want guys well, bailing out. Well, as we have come to find out, Rudy Gobert is not the smartest tool, obviously, in the shed, not. sharpest tool in the shed. Obviously not. Sorry, but um. Anyway, I don't want to talk about this this guy anymore. Um, <laughs> I just feel bad for like Donovan Mitchell and yeah. all of his Jazz teammates. They they're clearly not on a um. I don't know. One of them's going to get traded, I believe. But that's that's and you know. You believe it's going to be Rudy Gobert? No, they're not trading Donovan Mitchell. No, he's too no, young and he's too good at his position. So uh, another thing, the NBA plans uh, on letting players show social justice messages on their jerseys. Mm. Uh, so they're going to be replacing their last names. With some players a message. Will. Some players. Uh, some players will not. I doubt LeBron James will. Why? Because he'll have James on the back of his jersey. I think LeBron James will be the first one to do it. Since he's been so vocal about this. And he's, he's been the first, the first one to say, hey, we can still make a difference. We can still make a statement while playing basketball. So I think he'll use this opportunity um, to his advantage. Maybe. Maybe. Plus, I was, who, my- wouldn't, who wouldn't want to, like... Do you remember those jerseys that they made? Like uh, I do, yeah. Where it said the King James on the nicknames. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, yeah. that's that's like a like a part of history. People, a lot of people bought those jerseys. And those are rare jerseys to come across. And like, imagine now. like a Lakers yeah. LeBron James jersey that says like Black Lives Matter. Yeah. BLM yeah. on the back. I, sure, I see where you're coming I'm from. I'm sure yeah. players will get super creative. They, I will be yeah. very disappointed if if uh, a lot of them just say. In, I mean, it sounds terrible, but you know, you got to get more creative than Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. for jerseys. This is a statement. I, I personally think I want. I think this is a great idea, uh, not only for uh, the social justice cause, but also for, um, like for for charities and so they can sell the jerseys with mm-hmm. their things and they can use that money to help charities and stuff like that. Yep. Um, I I think there's they should implement other ways to use this platform like maybe like have players speak before games or have some sort you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah um what what other ways do you think they can implement this platform kyrie's been really silent the past couple weeks by the way He's probably doing ayahuasca in the jungles of Peru, for all we know. I mean, that that guy, I, he, I just—he's the most unpredictable guy ever. He's like a—he's like a Marvel or DC comic villain, just like he—he's so outlandish in everything he does. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know what the hell he, whatever he's thinking. But what I would do, I don't know what I would do. Um, like you said, I had the thought when you were talking that these guys. If you get a really creative jersey, especially if it's like a really cool looking jersey to begin with, like a Lakers jersey or the Heat Vice jerseys, those teal jerseys that they have, which are just cool as hell. 
and you that's already a cool jersey and then you have something creative that's in support of the cause whatever cause it is mm. you could auction that jersey for a hell of a lot of money use that money to donate to whatever yeah. charity you want uh, to whatever cause you want or what have you um or even just the visual of giving that jersey to a fan after a game and capturing that photo in support of whatever cause you're supporting that that's impactful so it'll be cool to see that too it'll take on a whole new it'll lend a whole new light to this postseason yeah it's not just going to be a nor this is by no stretch a normal postseason um so by the way i had a thought this is kind of a pivot but not really because it's within the realm of the nba um i kind of get where charles barkley's coming from when he talked about the asterisk um Okay, so even if... I've changed my mind, by the way. I do think there should be an asterisk on this season. Yeah, I, I'm kind of... Yeah, I kind of agree now. Especially because, like we were talking about before, there's no more home, home court advantage. That's such a huge mental and psychological impact that makes such a huge impact on the game. That's not there anymore. That yeah. already in itself is an asterisk. The finals... When, when you get to the finals, like especially like Lakers-Celtics... Or if the Celtics get to the finals, do you know what? I can't even imagine what it's like to walk into the Boston Garden. You're in the NBA finals. You look up and you see all of those jerseys, all of those banners. You see the parquet floor. <laughs> that guy looks so concerned. Yeah. Did you see his look? No, I did not. I tried to ignore the old people when they walk in. He looked really stressed. He was just looking at us like, what? Probably is, lost in golf or something. What is going on with these gentlemen? These two, whatever. But Gabe hates it when we, when we, when we get distracted by the old people walking <laughs> Shout out to Gabe again. What's up, Gabe? I love it whenever you say Gabe. To me, from my ears, it sounds like you're emphasizing the Gabe part of Gabe. <laughs> Maybe I you am. really you really elongate <laughs> no, no. the gay part of Gabe. You really do. I don't know if you realize that or not. I don't. But uh, now I'm glad you pointed it out. Hopefully, he's having a little chuckle after this. A little hearty chuckle. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think the Celtics are going to get to the finals. I I just don't. Uh, but just say that in and of itself. You get to the finals and you you walk into Boston Garden. That's a psychological stressor unto itself, and that's not going to be there anymore. You're playing in Orlando now. It's it's completely even. So, yeah, there's going to be an asterisk. Especially and like a lot of players, a lot of good role players have opted out for a number of teams. So, yeah. Uh, last thing I want to, I really don't want to talk about this. This is, I feel like this should have its own segment, and we will talk about it later at some point. I'm sure. I'm sure you've read that some of the old Celtics teams viewed the Miami LeBron as soft. Have you seen that? I have seen so that. So Ryan Hollins from yeah. ESPN, who was on the Celtics team, um, he disclosed that Paul Pierce and friends yep. just did not think he was that real dude. What, Ryan Hollins? The Celtics didn't think that Ryan well, Hollins no, was? Ryan, Ryan Hollins said that like the like Paul Pierce and all those people uh Kevin Garnett, mm-hmm. Rondo, yeah, Ray you know, Allen, friends, Pierce, yeah, maybe not Ray Allen because he ended up playing for the Heat. Yeah, but well, they they viewed him as soft and they didn't view him as uh, like a closer. They thought he was, uh, 
he was a choker. He wait the Celtics. Ryan Hollins. I I think I get what you're saying. Ryan Hollins was saying that the Celtics viewed LeBron when he was on the Heat. Yes. this way. Okay. Uh, well, I don't. Yeah, I wasn't LeBron sure. viewed the Celtics as soft. Oh, LeBron no, viewed the Celtics. No, 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 no. I was kidding, but obviously you can't take it. Jesus he said it like six I'm times. Doing it again. Moving on, man. What are what? Our... Oh, but speaking of Ryan Hollins. Did you see the quote that Ryan Holland said about um, he thinks that uh, LeBron imparted bad leadership traits to Kyrie? And that's why Kyrie has had so much difficulty post-Cavaliers leading a team. That's according to Ryan Hollins. Now, Ryan Hollins, as we all know, is not the most, he's not the smartest guy in the world, and he's not the most... Uh, I feel like reliable. he's definitely the most useless part yes. of any like sports yes. television network. Yes. <laughs> just doesn't contribute yes. to anything at all except for just useless garbage banter. Yeah, yeah. He's the but, guy like you just don't take seriously. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins has won a championship. And, I love Kendrick and Perkins, he's, man. He's just he's like a great, big grandpa teddy bear. Yes, he's great to listen to. Now, he's also not the smartest guy in the world. So Smartness, but intelligence. But he has passion and yes, like he's past great to experience. To. To Ryan Hollins doesn't bring anything to the table. I feel like he's just like an, like a college intern that's just there for the experience yeah. and just to soak in all the information. Yeah, but whatever. But also, like if you're not going to bring anything to the table, at least be easy to look at. He's not. He, he's so just, you. They're telling me you don't like Ryan Hollins because he's not attractive. I'm just saying he doesn't bring anything to the table <laughs> at all. Like if, like say hypothetically, Some I was are ugly, man. say I was dating a smoke show of a woman, yep. but she had not. She was as vapid as you can get. Just nothing. Vapid. 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 Nothing going on okay. between the ears. You would you would be slightly understanding of like I guess I get why you're with her, even though she brought nothing at all besides just the shell of who she actually is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you would at least kind of get it. But Ryan Hollins, you're not a smoke show. You're. N- I mean, Stephen A. Smith <laughs> is great, like TV, but you're telling me. But he brings something. He's okay. entertainment. Right. He He's not. I mean, that forehead of isn't helping him out at all, but he brings something to the like table. I feel like Ryan Hollins looks like a uh, <laughs> high school basketball rec league referee. That's just a dick to all the players. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just gives because, him a technical for everything. Because he's just, uh, uh, what's the word? He's not jaded, but he's uh, resentful. He's yeah. resentful that his life didn't turn out as good as these kids' lives turned out or whatever. You know what he reminds me of, though? He reminds me of all those horrible NBA draft suits that the guys wear. It was terrible because they're all really tall From guys. 2003 or just bad? Yeah, yeah. Like those like eight button suits. I just don't that understand. him Why? as a person. He's just those terrible looking suits. suits. That's yeah. just who he is. Yeah. He embodies that aesthetically and on a content level. Just- I don't want to talk about Ryan Holland. <laughs> I'm sick of this. Look, here, this is. The, let's get into the meat and potatoes. This is what I want yeah. to talk about. This was very interesting to me. I, I want to know. Well, I'm going to say my opinion, uh, but I want to know what you think as well. Uh, the X factors for the main X factors for the teams in the playoffs. Who are gonna Who are gonna be the people that sway 
mm. the outcome the most in the right. playoffs. I want to talk about the Eastern Conference first, and mm. then we're going to talk about the wildly more more entertaining, Much more competitive, uh, yeah, entertaining, yeah, West, yeah. Though you know, I had the thought. This is before we dive even into that. I had the thought that the East does have the potential to have a really interesting playoffs. Yeah, they really do. Because there are those teams, those X Factor teams, certain players on those teams, that hey, maybe this is a perfect segue into what you want to talk about. Maybe Siakam is going to be that X Factor for the Raptors, because he was the Scottie Pippen to Kawhi this past postseason. Maybe I don't know. He's too young to tell, and he hasn't had. I don't the, think he hasn't oh, had the opportunity. This will be his first opportunity. We'll talk about the Raptors in, in a second. Okay, all right. But I think what makes the East so interesting is that the Bucks are wild. Like they're the by far the number one team, but I still don't trust them because of what they did last year. And they lost to, but they lost to Kawhi's Raptors. And this. This but it's is still a, the same coach. This still the same ma- players. This is what makes me uh, say that Chris Middleton is the number one X factor of the Eastern playoffs mm-hmm. because yeah. uh, he killed it last year in the first round. Mm-hmm. He Giannis did great, Middleton did great, and then they played Toronto, and he <laughs> averaged thirteen point five points per game on forty one percent shooting and thirty seven percent shooting from three. Yeah. You can't your second option can be averaging 13 points a game. He choked. He choked. Yeah. Just to throw it out, CJ McCollum would never do that. <laughs> Just to throw it out. Come on, Chris and, Middleton. And to throw this out, Yaroslav has done enough persuading in the past I don't know, week, two weeks, uh, where I have taken it upon myself to watch uh, uh CJ McCollum videos. And you might be right. Oh, I'm not yeah, saying definitively. Baby. I'm not saying definitively, <laughs> but you might be right that he is more impactful and he shows up in bigger. CJ McCollum, baby. I'm telling you. Yeah. So we'll see. Also, though, they're not in the playoffs, like I said before, the Blazers. So it's kind of a non-factor. We'll Talking about we'll X factors, he's kind of a non-factor right now. We'll, we'll see. see. I would love for them to get in the playoffs because then we'd get to see the Blazers go up against the Lakers, yeah. which would be amazing. But also the Pelicans would be fun to watch too. Zion versus LeBron. That's the Western Conference. Let's let's yeah, focus, let's focus so, on the East. Sorry. Uh Bucks. Yeah. It's theirs to lose. Giannis is gonna show up. If yeah. he doesn't, then Yeah, that's a huge hit on his legacy. But Chris Middleton has got to show up. He's for he was an all star to two years now. Giannis will show up. It, the whole offense is built around him. It's hard for him to not show up because of the offense being built around him. So He's he he has to just do his job, and that's basically it. So so Geo uh, Geo texted me the other day, and he said, "What did you say? That I really that I really <laughs> <laughs> what did <laughs> I text you? I don't know. We text a lot. Sorry, the Celsius is still uh, hammering my brain. He said that the Raptors have a very good chance of making the Eastern Conference Finals. Is that what you said? No, I didn't say no. I didn't say very good chance. I said that of all the non-Buck teams in the East, I wouldn't put mm. it past them to make it to the Eastern to make it to the finals. I don't believe you. But what other teams? It would be either the Celtics or the Raptors. I don't think the Sixers are going to get to the finals. I don't think they have Embiid. I think is not going to show up, and I don't think I just I don't take the Sixers seriously. 
They haven't been taken seriously. Actually, you know, you guys want to know what Gio said to me? What this is even worse than I could possibly have imagined. Oh, here we go. And I hot remember... Hot take. He said, hot take. <laughs> hot take. He's reading it right Raptors now. Raptors are going back to the finals. <laughs> Lowry, Van Fleet... It's not, it's not, it's Van Vliet, not Van Fleet, Who by the way. Cares? I do. So does Van Vliet. <laughs> Lowry, Van Vliet, and Siakam are going to show up big time. And this is what brings me to my next point. First of all, that's 100% false. You are wrong. Okay. Shame on you. I'll let you finish. I'll let you smoke yourself First of all, out. in order for that to happen, every single little thing has to, has right. to yeah. align yeah. like the planets have to align yeah like they did for this is the playoffs like pascal they did for siakam the raptors is not the x factor pascal siakam has to he's he's the leader of the team he's, he's the like Kawhi Giannis. leonard of he's, last year he's like the honest like he just has to do his job he has to do his job yeah. if he doesn't do his job then whatever yeah and as we know, the playoffs are always dictated by the supporting cast. Really, they the are. The X factors are Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. And this, Lowry, this is Lowry's chance like to... You, like you said, Kyle Lowry has been known as a, as a playoff flop. Uh, he proved himself last year, which is a big reason of why they went to the finals and won last year. Yeah. And uh, he averaged 19.7. Oh, actually, no. This year, he's averaged 19.7 and points a game and 7.7 assists a game, which is good. really good. But yes. let, let me say this. As a second option. While we're, while we're on the topic of Kyle Lowry, this will be the narrative. These are his two possibilities. If he shows up big time, the narrative will be that, okay, when he won with Kawhi, that wasn't just a, a chance occurrence that you know he showed up. He's actually changed pace. Now he's showing up in bigger moments. This is the second half of his career. Just like with LeBron, with the Cavs earlier on, he didn't show up in bigger moments. And then actually around with 2013 with the Heat, which was probably his best season of his entire career, 2013, that's when we look at like the second phase of LeBron's career where he started showing up big time in big moments. Maybe this will be Kyle Lowry's second phase where we're seeing him as showing up big time in big moments. If he doesn't this season... Then we will look at his uh, big time moments with the Raptors with Kawhi as just a chance occurrence. That was just a little blip on the radar where he just happened to show up. It was, it was uh, the asterisk. He's still a choke artist. Those are the two narratives. Now this is where it comes big. This is really important for him. He has to choose: Am I going to show up big time with Siakam as the leader, or am I going to revert back to my? past tendencies of choking in the playoffs well he if they if they're to be successful in this year's playoffs that first of all first thing that has to happen is siakam has to show up which i think he will yeah. second of all kyle lowry has to continue his uh proving himself in the playoffs mm-hmm. fred van vliet has to be on point he averaged over 17 a game this this season and he showed up last year's playoffs. Hopefully, he does the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Their bench, Marc Gasol, lost like a million pounds. He looks good, dude. He looks weird. He looks dude. shredded. No, he looks like fit. He doesn't look weird. Dude, he's a down low. He's a, but he doesn't look weird the way dude, uh, his head, Jokic looks. Dude, he looks like a cake pop. <laughs> he looks like a cake pop. He looks like a popsicle stick with a big ball of cake on the top. That his head is that huge compared to his body. He has a bit of a bobble head. I'll yes. give you that. Their bench needs to step up. Yes, Cal, but Kyle Lowry and Van Vliet. Yeah, all the stars have to align. And this is, by the way, really quickly, the reason why I think the East has a 
to me, it might be even more interesting. I'm not saying it's going to be better or more competitive, but it's more interesting than the West is because the West is loaded with teams and players on those teams that have been to the playoffs and that there's more veterans, I feel like, in the West. So we know what to expect. We have more expectations from the teams in the West. The East is loaded with players like Jason Tatum, Giannis, uh, uh, even players like um, uh, on, the, on the Sixers, Ben Simmons. Players are less experienced. We have less expectations or not as many expectations for them. So it could be more exciting. We just don't know what to expect. Maybe Jason Tatum will like average an insane like 38 points per game. Maybe. We don't know because we've, he's never been in that position before. Speaking of Jason See, Tatum, Akin he's, never my, has he's my next uh, big X factor. And uh, it comes – it's as simple as this. This is his moment. Yeah. This is his moment. He needs to prove himself right now. And he, I, like this literally not next year, right now. Yeah. And he has no ex- – everybody has had three months of rest. No one has any excu- excuses, much less a young 24, 25-year-old, whatever, however old he is, 23. I don't know. He's freakishly young. And he's so good at his age. So I'm excited. Speaking of Jason Tatum, uh, before <clears> – I just I – just, he got a new haircut. Can I see it? Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see your reaction. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. For Let me see you, it again. Let me see it again. Let for those of again. you that haven't seen Jason Tatum's new haircut, please. God damn. Please Google Jason Tatum's new haircut. At least he has a full beard now. He looks homeless, dude. That looks horrible. This haircut will either take him to superstardom Oh, or we'll just it will Jason Tatum, man. That this, looks so bad. This is the, this is the year where you have to step. If he doesn't step up this year, I think um, there. I'm gonna be very very concerned for the Celtics. Yeah, he has to. He, this is his not Kemba Walker's team. This is Jason Tatum's team now, and he's gonna have to take the reins. And you know what? I think no one can blame, and no one has blamed. So I'm, I need to put that out there first. No one has blamed Jason Tatum. For not being the big time guy in the playoffs before, because before it was Kyrie. Until team. now, yeah. And Kyrie, as we all know, is one of the worst leaders on the planet. <laughs> big time. So, like you just said, everyone, all eyes are on him. But with the caveat that we know that you're young, this is the first time that you're being the leader of a team, the first time that you're the main scorer of a team. So we're not really expecting you to go like balls to the wall, Michael Jordan, whatever. But we are looking at you, dude. We're looking to see what are you going to do? And he has, We're he has a great supporting cast. He has great veterans. Kemba Walker, you know, he's going to show up. Gordon Hayward, he's going to show up. Yeah. He's going to give you 17 a game. Kemba Walker's going to give you 20 a game. Yeah. Jalen Brown's going to show up. Marcus Smart's going to show up. But Jason Tatum is really going to have to – he was averaging something like 30 points a game before he was going on a stretch where he was just killing everyone. Yeah. If he doesn't continue this in the playoffs, he's my he's forever going to ruin my his his image. And you know me. what? I mean, I I don't know why I just have a gut feeling about the Raptors. I could be wrong, but really all the evidence suggests that the Celtics have more of a chance of getting to the finals than the Raptors. Cuz when you look at guys backtrack, like, why are you I'm not ba- I'm not no, no, I'm I'm saying that I just have a gut feeling about the Raptors. I still think that for whatever reason 
if so any non-Buck team is going to go to the finals, my gut, I don't know why. So what is your hot take? The Raptors are going to the, fin- the, East, the finals I'm or saying, the Celtics? I'm just saying that my gut. So what's your saying- hot take? I need a hot take. <laughs> who's going to the Who's going to the finals from the East? The Raptors are going to the finals in the East. False. And they're going to lose. Happening. And they're going to lose to Kawhi. But wouldn't that be a great narrative to see Kawhi on the Clippers go to the finals? I don't want to see that because it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> it's going to be a bloodbath. Kawhi Leonard is literally going to just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Paul George. I oh, that. I can't wait to see Paul George. Those two in the playoffs. Anyways, uh, Jason Tatum. Get it together. But the Celtics he have done anything they wrong. They have Marcus Smart, Jalen uh, Brown, and uh, Jason Tatum under another guy's leadership, under Kyrie's leadership. They have shown up in big playoff games in the past. They've shown up even more when Kyrie wasn't there. Exactly. So I cannot wait to see all those guys under Kemba's leadership. Kemba's a hell of a leader. Everyone yeah. loves Kemba. I cannot wait for that to happen. I can't wait. That's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. Well, um, so my next uh, X factor is the Sixers, and I will have I don't, this Sixers team. This is gonna be a this is gonna be tough for me to articulate on how I feel yeah, about the Sixers and who their X factor is because literally their X factor is literally like everyone. Yeah, let me break it down for you. The Sixers came into this season with everyone with everyone thinking that they possibly had the best starting five in the league yeah and they had they just paid hey uh they paid tobias harris 180 million dollars for five years that's about 36 million dollars a year for tobias tobias harris Harris. and tobias harris no one talks about tobias harris but he is an amazing scorer yeah uh, the Sixers are twelve and three when he scores twenty five or more points, and I feel like uh, he needs the ball more in, in his hands. Uh, he's a solid third option, but that's that's just the fault of the Sixers' offense. That's why you and I don't really take the Sixers seriously because their offense is all over the place. One game they'll channel the ball through Embiid, another game they'll channel. They don't it have through, a set plan. They don't have a set plan. You know, so uh, t- if Tobias Harris uh, gets the ball and he's able to score. They'll be they'll be better. They'll be better off. Yeah. Uh, number two, the X. The, I have three X factors for the Sixers. Number two X factor is Ben's Ben Simmons shooting. Yeah, yeah. Ben, this is this, this this is a mess, dude. The Sixers are a huge mess, and it's it's like a what if team. Yeah. So I, yeah. Ben Simmons shooting and Embiid's health and uh, the ability to be in shape. No one knows what Joel Embiid. Uh, I just hate Joel Embiid, man. Ben Simmons needs to shoot the ball, and Bede needs to be healthy and not fat. Al Horford needs to just at least be a shell of his former self. Yeah, and, and he was pretty. Needs to show up. Al Horford was pretty damn effective. Not even a couple of years ago, he was pretty damn good. He was effective last year. He was what effective last year with the Celtics. Yeah, they. So. Just, I feel the Sixers just don't know how to utilize because yep. the Sixers are an organization. Yeah. They are, no, they are. And the, I hate that, that the happens, Sixers. But that happens all the time with certain players. What was it, Rondo, when he was playing with uh, the Mavericks? Remember, Rondo bounced around so many different teams. And there was that that iconic, not iconic. I'm not. That's a dumb word to use. But there was that moment 
on the on the bench or during a timeout where him and Rick Carlisle were having at it and he just says right to Rick Carlisle and you could read his lips very clearly why the f do you even have me here because he was using him off the bench and this is Rajon Rondo who was basically in his prime and they just didn't know how to use him Mavericks yeah and he was a few years removed from his prime, but he was still very effective. He's still very effective for the Lakers. He could have been just as effective for the Mavericks. Certain teams just don't know how to use certain players. They, they don't know how to get the most out of them. And it's just their, their system isn't built for enough uh, um, variables. So I think actually Tobias Harris actually came out and said this a couple years ago, but not a couple years ago, a couple days ago. He came out and said, uh, we have not been on the same page this season. There was a lot of issues yeah. in the locker room. Um, Al Hortford also confirmed this. So they, they, they need to get on the same page. If they can get on the same page, they can easily, they can easily beat the Bucks. Yeah. They have the ability to go to the finals. That is a fantastic team, but no one knows what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. No one knows who should have the ball. No one knows who the leader is. They have all these fantastic players, fantastic defenders. They're the biggest, one of the biggest teams in the league. They have the tallest starting five in the league. Yeah. And that, if they went to the finals and played the Lakers, that is a humongous advantage. So that would be such a that would be such a fun matchup. Oh yeah. Lakers and Sixers, that'd be a blast. Yeah. Because nobody on the Lakers could contain Embiid in the post. I don't think. Like that'd be nice to see Dwight Howard versus that'd Embiid. be really nice, just like a one on one, or even Javal McGee. Javal McGee's a pretty good post defender too. Yeah, um, but this is why I, you know, you know, everyone knows it's no secret I'm a huge Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls fan of the '90s. And this is why it's so important to have consistent and reliable leadership to point to if you're on a team, especially if you're a role player and no decisions are being made on your behalf. You're there to do your job. If you're on the Sixers. No one in the locker room, the coaching staff, uh, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, nobody's stepping up to the occasion to lead the team. And when you look at the 90s Bulls, MJ was the emotional leader of the team and really the true leader of the team. And Phil Jackson sanctioned and greenlit MJ's over-the-top aggressive behavior towards his own teammates. So even though you could... Maybe say that you could argue that MJ was a bit toxic or he could be a bit too harsh on his own teammates. It was still greenlit and approved by Phil Jackson, the head coach. So all the players knew that they had to get in line and listen to MJ. That's why leadership is so, uh, is so important to a team. The Sixers don't have that. That's why they're in such disarray. Yeah. So um, moving on from the Sixers, yeah, just please, trash can of please. organization. So frustrating. Uh, I just don't understand. Sorry, it just makes me so mad. How can you have that much wealth and just not know what to do? Whatever. Yeah, so it's frustrating. Uh, the 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 last uh, X factors I have is uh, for Miami, um, just the two rookies, Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top. The, the number three and four rookies easily in the NBA behind Morant and Zion. Yeah. Tyler Hero, uh, it's just... It's I love everybody. his attitude, man. Yeah. Dude, he is the clutchest rookie I have ever seen in my... Dude, it's yeah. just so crazy. That dude just dude, has no fear. He just launches it. He launches it and makes wets it every single time from three. Yep. Crazy. Kendrick Nunn, a great uh, overlooked uh, scorer. 
I'm excited to see what he can do um, next year to see if, because he's uh, an older rookie. He was in the G League all mm-hmm. of last year, so he's technically not a rookie, but um, I'm excited to see what he can do next year. But uh, if they step up, I think we're going to have a much better chance of uh, winning in the playoffs. And uh, Andre Iguodala is a big X factor as well. If he can step up and play the defense that we know he can mm-hmm. and knock down some open shots, uh, I think Miami's going to uh, do some damage in the playoffs. But now I want to talk about uh, the Western Conference. Mm, yeah. Top five X factors in the Western Conference. <sighs> Got to take a little sippy sip. Sippy sip. Yeah. <sighs> Anthony Davis. He's 27 years old. He's in his prime. 100%. He's in his prime. 100%. In his prime. He, in seven seasons... He's only played 13 playoffs game, playoff games, and I, I'm wondering if that inexperience is going to factor in at all. I personally don't think so. Not when you have LeBron leading the team, yeah. and so many other players on the team are veterans who have gone to the finals. Plus, he's such a good player. He, he's he, very consistent. Very versatile. He can do so many things for anybody's offense. I don't think the Lakers are going to have many problems uh, getting to the finals. No. Um, no, I, don't I mean, think so. the only thing is the Clippers. But uh, Yeah. Uh, but as far as the Clippers, my second X factor is Lou Williams and Marcus Morris. I've said it before. Lou Williams is one of my favorite. He's such a, he's the kind of player you want on a playoff team because he he's proven time and again in the playoffs he can get going. And when he gets going, he's hard to stop. Because yeah. he's such a great mid-range shooter. He's a great three-point so shooter. Consistent. He can crazy. slash the basket. He knows how to use the pick and roll and how to... Uh, play off the ball. He's just such an energetic player. How do you stop him offensively? And he's more than a capable defender, too. He was dating a couple women at the same time a couple years ago. Good for him. I mean, also not good for him. That must be a nightmare to date. It's hard enough to date one woman at one time. I don't know how you guy does. Yeah. Well, you got to be like Wilt Chamberlain. you got to be such like a playboy to pull that off. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Speaking of that, I just want to sidebar. <laughs> where, where are you going to segue? Sidebar. Uh... uh Ron Artest, a.k.a. Metal World Peace, uh-huh. tweeted that Will Chamberlain is the greatest of all time. I saw that, yeah. And I, you should not fault him for it. You know, whatever. It's a sidebar. Anyways, yeah. Marcus Morris yeah. is a big X factor for the Clippers as well. They brought him in to do a job, which is to score, play defense, and he just fits the culture. And he needs to do that. He really needs to do that because if if everyone keeps doing what they're doing in the regular season, they'll lock down the Lakers. Dude, no this problem. is this is why the Clippers are my favorite team. Not because I you know they're the coaching staff. I've always loved Doc Rivers. Back when I used to be a hardcore Celtics fan, Doc Rivers is just he's. There's nothing wrong with him as a coach. He's so smart. He knows how to corral the whole team. Uh, his locker room presence. I've heard some of his speeches in the locker room. They'll get pumped up. I want to see Marcus Morris dunk on his twin. That'd be great to see on the Lakers, yeah. But um, every every player that the Clippers have added to their roster, it just seems like magically they fit into the Clippers system. And that's, that's not a magical thing. There's something going on that they're doing right in the coaching staff. Yeah. And their leadership is in place where the players they buy into the system just like they do it in san antonio i love the clippers organization they should trade for blake griffin so he can win a championship that'd be great dude (laughs) that'd be so great imagine if they subbed out 
I like, would not be upset with it if they subbed out Marcus Morris and they got uh, Blake Griffin oh, well, instead. I mean, it, Blake Griffin's way too expensive. Way too expensive. Imagine he I took know. like the biggest pay cut in history just to win a championship with the Clippers. But, anyways, I think the most interesting X factor for the Western Conference playoffs is the Nuggets. Yeah. Bull bull. I'm just kidding. Making a joke. Haha. <laughs> Ah. A couple X factors for the Nuggets. Uh, obviously, um, Jokic's ability to—I don't know, dude. I we'll would, see, man. We'll yeah. I we'll mean, see. we. All I can do is bring it up because I have no idea what the hell his you know, style is going to be. Listen, you know what it would have been like? It, it, what Jokic's weight loss is kind of like? It's like if we had seen a 2000. Or 1998 Shaq when he was already on the Lakers before he got really big in like mm. 02. Mm. A 98 Shaq who was pretty. What are you doing? Oh my God, this paper fell and it literally scared the crap out of me. Yeah, you could not handle the show Hannibal. You would freak out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You also just got so scared by a piece of paper flying off the, the desk. Yeah, it was just sitting here and it flew off. <laughs> but. Um, It'd be like if a 98 Shaq, was, he wasn't super overweight. He was still pretty athletic. But he was, he was still putting on the weight. You know, he was still eating Big Macs before a game. Mm. Um, Delicious. It's like if he had done what Jokic did. If he had just lost like 30 pounds over a postseason, over uh, the offseason. You see him come it's back crazy. and like, wait, how are you going to do what you did last season, your style of play, at your current weight loss? Like, how are you? I'm very interested I'm just, to see. I'm, yeah, I'm interested. I'm curious. I'm kind of perturbed in a weird way like i just how are you going to do that Jokic? i just i don't see it i don't know so there we'll there other x factor i put is michael porter jr have you do you know, you know michael porter jr i'm not too familiar with michael porter so he was a rookie who was drafted last year and uh he was injured he was supposed to be like a lottery pick but since he was injured um he fell to i believe number 14 in the draft and um He's gotten some looks. Um, he can score, dude. He can. He's so athletic. Mm. He's per thirty. He's not. He's averaging around like seven, seven and five right now. But he's only playing like sixteen minutes. So per thirty six minutes, his numbers are nineteen point two points per game and ten point seven rebounds a game. Today's actually his birthday. So happy birthday, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> happy birthday. But uh, I just he's he's great coming off the bench, and it's just insane to me how many like different. Um, scores and like attackers the Nuggets have they're just so deep and I believe if he can get it going in the playoffs and he's still remember he's still a rookie technically and if he can show up in the playoffs man the Nuggets are going to be really hard to stop also by the way today is Kawhi, Ber- Kawhi Leonard's birthday that birthday Kawhi Leonard he's 29 years old he and Hakeem Olajuwon are the only two players in NBA history to have multiple Finals MVPs and multiple Defensive Player of the Year awards. Fun fact. That's how great Kawhi Leonard is. Good for Kawhi. Yeah. Very nice. (laughs) Uh, The next X Factor is the Jazz. And who else but Mike Conley? If Mike Conley shows up, it's a totally different ballgame. If he shows up. This season has been the most disappointing season of Conley's entire career. But he's been lowest in points, rebounds, assists. Field goal percentage. Yeah, but he's like a third option as opposed to being the number one option. I know, I know. So you can't really put too much on that. But um, by the way, I wanted to bring this stat up when you were talking about how clutch Tyler Hero is as, as a rookie, as a little segue of clutch players. So Kobe Bryant, 
is the most, I don't know if you could say clutch, but he's scored the most fourth quarter points in a single season since the stat was recorded in 1997. 715 total fourth quarter points in a single season with, of all players, Isaiah Thomas, not Zeke on the Pistons, but obviously because it's 90, after 1997, Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics with 684 fourth quarter points. But Kobe's number one, obviously. And LeBron is uh, fourth, so LeBron's a pretty good fourth quor- quarter score. Paul Pierce and Lou Williams also have 597 each. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's besides the point. Okay, yeah, uh, for the Jazz, uh, the Jazz are great and very deep team, which a lot of people were very excited about. Mm. Um one of their star players, Bohan Bogdanovich, is actually out. He yep. had surgery or something. He's injured. So I feel like that's going to be a really big hit for them. Yeah. But all those teams that you, you've you listed, not all of them, but like the um, the Jazz, the um, – what was the one you just said before? Nuggets. The Nuggets. Those are those two teams where I'm like, I don't know – if they're championship caliber yet. I don't know if it's just the X factor, if it's just the juice that they bring to the the postseason. It's just because the West is so stacked. If you put the Nuggets in the Eastern Conference, they'll make the finals every single year. They would do just fine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, if you're going up against the Clippers and the Lakers, it's like, yeah, I just – I don't see it. I just don't see it. So for the Jazz, if Mike Conley shows up, they have – but it's it's, the Jazz are one of those teams because, like – what is Rudy Gobert going to do? How is their chemistry going to be? Is Donovan Mitchell going to be back to his old self? Yeah. Um, yeah. My last X factor is going to be uh, for the Thunder, actually. Um, Shy Gilgis Alexander, SGA. Mm-hmm. Um, averaging 19, 6, and 3 this year. And I just think he's going to be a superstar in a couple years. He is so offensively skilled. And especially uh, having Chris Paul as your mentor, mm-hmm. and your I believe it's his second year in the league, second or third. I think it's the second. And he just has, oh man, I don't know if you've ever seen highlights of him. I was watching I highlights not. of him. I've seen him play, but I haven't seen like a highlight reel. So fun to watch. Mm. So fun to watch. I'm just excited to see, just everybody get back. We're all looking forward to basketball. This is like. What you and I have been yeah. <laughs> craving ever since we started this podcast. This podcast is going to take on a whole different... It's going to be so much better <laughs> once we see actual games and we can yeah. react to the games and everything. Speaking of the games... Oh, well, for the Thunder, I just wanted to mention that they're going to go as far as Chris Paul will take them. But SGA... Yeah. I'm just excited for him to step up and see what we can. We want. The world is going to. Not a lot of people know who he is, but they will next year. Right. I guarantee you. Uh, especially since Chris Paul might probably be in a different spot next year. I wonder who are going to be. Like, what's the All Star game going to look like in. Five years? Five years, yeah. Do you, I mean, when you say SJ is going to be a superstar, you really think that he's going to be at the level of guys like Luca, Jason Tatum? Yeah. Um, yeah. You do? Yeah. I we'll really see. do. I don't know. Dude, we'll look, up, look up some of his highlights. It's crazy. It's just so fun to watch. I think it's going to be, I think the five superstar players in the league that are in five years' time, it's going to be Luca, Zion, Ja, Ja Morant. It's weird to say, just Ja. Uh, ja Morant, Jason Tatum, and um, Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram is really going to step up to the plate big time. 
I think he's going to leave New Orleans. I feel like he's going to get a, a big contract. I don't know, man. I mean, that's a great team that he's on right now. If they all, if they all you band together. You think they're going to have money to... He's looking for a payday. I know. When they re-sign their contracts, when they... Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if they can afford all those guys. And they have team. a pretty high draft pick in this year's draft, too. Yeah. Pelicans. I don't know. I'm not familiar with this upcoming draft. Uh, I've been trying to do some research, but I'm not, I'm not very good at college stuff. But I just wanted yeah. to... Before we uh, finish off this podcast, I just wanted to uh, let you know that the, the Grizzlies... We've talked about this before, but the Grizzlies are in the eighth seed right now for the West... And um, the Blazers and Pelicans are actually tied for the ninth seed. But they're both three and a half games behind the Grizzlies. Yeah, so everything has to go right. Uh, the Pelicans have the easiest schedule left in the eight games that everyone's going to play. Do you they're think, gonna play. I wanted to ask you about that. Do you think that was intentional on the NBA's mm, behalf? Yes, I do, actually. Because yeah. like I said, from what, ten episodes, nine episodes ago... The league is going to do whatever they can to get Zion into the playoffs. Especially because they can't depend on crowd attendance. There's no crowd attendance. Yeah. They have to make their money from viewership. There's no more viewable player in the league today than Zion. He hasn't electrified the league since LeBron came into the league. You know? Yeah. I mean, I remember when Zion was just coming into the league, the hype around him was insane. So, I get where the league is coming from. Is it right? No. And do I think the Pelicans have a better chance of beating the Lakers in a seven-game series than the Blazers do? I don't. I think the Blazers have a better chance. So, th- this, is who the, this, this is who the Grizzlies have left to play in their A games. They have the Celtics, hard game. Bucks, hard game. Pelicans, going to be a hell of a game. Yep. Very hard game. Thunder. Very hard game. Blazers, you very, know that's going to be a- Yeah. Crazy. Spurs, eh. Raptors, hard game. Jazz, hard game. Yeah. Blazers, this is the Blazers schedule. For the next, uh, how many games? Eight games? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Celtics, Nets, eh. Mavericks, Nuggets. By the way, Mavericks. Rocket, hold on, Rockets, okay, Clippers, Grizzlies, and Sixers. That's also a very hard schedule. Very hard schedule. And this is the Pelicans schedule. They got the Clippers, Grizzlies, yep. and then they got Magic, <laughs> yep. Kings, Kings, Spurs, a Jazz, with the and Wizards. Garbage teams. With the exception of uh, Clippers and Grizzlies. Yeah. And the Jazz. And the Jazz, yeah. But that's, that's going to be so fun to watch. It's gonna yeah. literally going to be a toss-up. Literally going to be a toss-up. I'm excited to see. No, I don't think I can predict If, if the happen. Pelicans don't perform and they don't secure that eighth seed, it's on them. It's really on them. It's it's. There's no excuse for not. I think it's with the Blazers their schedule, to lose, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. If but oh, that's the Pelicans. No, I'm saying if the Pelicans, with that easy of a schedule, if they don't secure that eighth seed, then they have no excuse. They really don't. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's theirs to lose, because they are three game three. And a half I'm games more behind. excited about this Grizzlies, Blazers, and Pelicans toss up than I am for Lakers and Clippers. Western Conference Finals, honestly. Well, that's just because it's that's the soonest thing right now. Yeah. Once we get to the Western yeah, Conference yeah. Finals, you'll feel different. Oh, absolutely. Because that is going to be insane to watch. Man. That's going to be probably better than the finals, honest to God. Yeah. Well. I so. have to pee like crazy. I know you have to pee like crazy. Huh? No? Maybe. Oh, I haven't finished my water yet. I just had a bunch of coffee and drank my whole water bottle, so I have to. Nice. All right, guys. Well, um... 
It's been a pleasure as always. Yep. Yep. And uh, need I remind you? I don't think I don't think I need to remind any of you that I don't love you. I love you so much. I definitely do not. All right, guys. We're going to try to uh, close it out with some music. Also, Timmy, <laughs> Tommy, just stop, get off your lazy asses and rate and review the podcast. It's Please. not that hard, man. Please. Yeah. You don't have to type. You don't have to type out a whole. Just put like paragraph. a period, like a period. Yeah. Period. Submit. All right, guys. Love you. Don't. I don't. I don't. Bye. Love you. Love you. Love you. Yeah.